0: Well, 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 first off, you're wrong. Podcast by two dudes, smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke with me is Jeremiah.
1: Contrary to popular opinion, we are not friends.
0: <laughs> Jeremiah is mad because... Because I was lied to. He was not lied to, he I, just I, misunderstood. I have been And I have I was told with, them... The
1: truth was withheld from me. Oh my goodness. Um... And when I asked a very straightforward and specific question, Luke gave me a seemingly straightforward answer that now... You said, can
0: I break the rules of something? No. And I said, you can break any rules you want. No. But that
1: didn't mean you can break the rules... Do you want me to read the text? I will post the receipts to the conversation in our page, on our page.
0: Well, okay, this is like... I'm sorry, okay, let's... let's, (laughs) Maybe all right so shout out to my brother-in-law who i talked to last <laughs> night said so he listens to our show enjoys it a lot i asked him why he enjoyed it he said because you guys talk about stuff that i've never heard anyone else talk about such as christian influencers that was two weeks ago and also he liked VeggieTales. i think everyone liked oh, VeggieTales. Vegetables. yeah VeggieTales was a good one because we all grew up with it so that's it any announcements from you
1: Why you, you, said li- that, you said that like I had something I I'm was just supposed I'm just asking to say. if there's any announcements. I hope you leave that like 40-second pause no, in there. No,
0: I'm probably won't. I'll probably take it out. But know. now I might leave it. I don't know. We'll see. No, I have no announcements. Here's it was a disclaimer.
1: All right. As you guys know, this podcast is mainly opinion-based. Of course, as Christians, our utmost authority is Scripture. However, some of the topics we talk about may not be directly covered in Scripture or they might be gray areas. In the Christian life, our goal is to make you come away thinking of things differently than you thought of before, or maybe thinking about new topics you haven't thought of. With that said, Luke, what are people wrong about this week? People are lying to friends?
0: <laughs> is Man. it half-truths? All right, all right, all right. Calm down. Is it
1: shaming your friends? Well, I guess
0: some people might call it a half-truth. I would call it shaming your friends, you know? I don't know. What do people, what do, you know, are... Armenian I, I brothers do, rude. you know?
1: I just call, I just call you plain rude. That's interesting. In, indecent.
0: People are wrong about Calvinism, once again. Part two. Part two. Electric. Don't say it. Everyone says that. so lame. Just like your excuses That's for why
1: funny. you're not doing the... Oh, I will leave. <laughs> I will leave. Okay, just leave. Um, Bold talk for someone in kicking distance. Well, why? Why
0: would you do that? (laughs) I don't understand. This is ridiculous. Calm down.
1: (laughs) I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, (laughs) but have you ever seen the video of the people? I think it's like they were standing outside an abortion clinic protesting and this soy boy dude with like two lip rings and long hair walks up. And he starts trying to argue with them and tell them they have to leave. And they're like, no, we're within our rights. We're going to stay here. And then all of a sudden you see him like step back and he literally does like the worst windmill kick I have ever seen and kicks the sign out of the person's hand. And you just see the camera go flying and it's like. What kind of escalation was that? <laughs> it went from literally like, "Hey, you guys shouldn't be here." No, we're within our rights. To windmill kick from the ninety pounds. But, you, but, you but you're saying male. it wasn't.
0: It wasn't even a good windmill kick. No, 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 no. So it was wasn't a, even no, like you no.
1: Know. It, it wasn't like. Was oh, it a kid point. holding the
0: sign too? Like, I mean, that's the only way to make it worse. I can't
1: remember. I can't remember who. When was I went the out sign. in
0: Colorado and we did that, I mean, we didn't have anyone walk up to us, but like, you know, it's like we're on a huge major highway when we were doing it. Um, But that was one of my favorite times of protest. I don't really usually go out and protest stuff, but that was so much fun because if I have to go do something, I'm going to just do it to the best of my abilities. I'm literally in the street, walking out into oncoming traffic, making with the sign says honk for life. And then I have all these people like giving me the finger. Um, that was more of people because we're in Colorado at that, so you know more people giving me the finger than like honking. Um, but boy, I mean, I was getting—I mean, as much as someone could get into someone's face while you're driving, I was doing it. I was worse than like the homeless people that asked you for change at the at the exits, <laughs> especially our exits going to the to the church. Anyway, uh, so this week, like we said, we're doing Calvinism part two. Last week was kind of like an overview, history, all that good stuff. Um, I think Jeremiah and had way more history. I did not get the memo about the history part, but I think I did okay. Well, maybe okay. you know if you oh my gosh don't bring it up again. All right, right, you whatever.
1: would you would have the preparation. No, I need that to I,
0: I need to actually read books because I retain more and I am smarter that way.
1: Hmm, almost like we're two different people and we both learn in two separately different ways. And That's, we should play to our. No skills. one okay.
0: No one learns more through audiobooks.
1: L- literally the majority of people do no
0: they don't because then they go oh i read this book well i forgot well, all the stuff in maybe, it maybe
1: no i'm not gonna make that joke that's Anyways, right that's so right So, this week i figured i, I isha, mean, really have
0: some grace and be kind isha jeremiah isha
1: i'm not isha, the one not having you're the one having isha
0: gentleness okay what, what are
1: you even doing isha.
0: <laughs> all right that, this is a restart right now of the podcast, okay? Because Jeremiah and I have been in a little fight, a little scuffle, but we're, now we're going to get back into what really matters. We, we is,
1: engaged in some fisticuffs that's beforehand.
0: Right. So with the overview being done, we kind of got the good history lesson last week, and by kind of we did. Um, I guess we can go more. We did the overview of what tulip is, or stoolip, um, as Jeremiah would call it. And, um I guess we'd go more into that, and that would make for a good time. I have a ton on that's that's tea. what I was
1: planning on going through today is kind of doing the more in depth analysis of the the five points and then kind of expanding on them because there's like I said tulip lip doesn't it, it, there's no way that it can cover the breadth of quote unquote Calvinism or the doctrines of grace, whatever you want to call it. So that that I think that would be, you know, a good use of time. So and I made the joke last week about how who knows maybe we'll get a seventh point of Calvinism. Do you have one? I do actually have a seventh point. So what
0: is it still up what? Stool uh, B
1: It might be B. I haven't honestly uh, thought of a good way well, to why like, would you like, fit do it that into so Stublip. Stublip?
0: Stublip. Stublip. That's what we'll have to make it. Wow, that's great. Stublip. All right, sounds good. All right, well, yet. do
1: we want to start with sovereignty of God then? Yeah, I think that would be a good place to start. All right, what does that mean? Uh, it means that God is sovereign. Next question. Next question, baby. <laughs> God in control so, over all. Yeah, and the, the reason that people... This is not an original thought to us either, but people put the S in front of Tulip because Tulip the ideas presented in Tulip are dependent on an understanding of God's sovereignty. Right. So if you don't have an understanding that whatever whatsoever God wills will happen then you're not you're going to be lost for the rest of it and you're going to come into contention with the other parts. So with the S it kind of gets into a spot too where people start to see the, where you can see the breakdown of, yes, God is sovereign, but man still has free will, right? People have that argument that um, you know, I still have the ability to control my life. I'm not a robot, I can do whatever I want. Uh, John Piper, he has a famous quote where he's talking about when he was in seminary and he was starting to learn, these things, he, he got in the face of his uh, seminary professor and grabbed a blue pen and dropped it on the floor and starts yelling, I dropped the pen. I dropped it. No one told me to drop the pen. I dropped the pen. And his professor just kind of stood there like, okay, okay. And then that by the end of that year, John Piper went back to that professor and apologized because he didn't understand the foundational aspects of what was being said and where his thought process leads to in in the ultimate sense. So when you think about the sovereignty of God in in your personal life, do you how, how do you view that? Like what what would be a I don't know a practical example of you in your life you can look to and say, wow that god is in control i'm not saying you know give some extraordinarily personal <laughs> oh okay <yeah. laughs> rampage well, but like just I, you I'll know say like the like day-to-day more, sort well, of stuff
0: more of a general thing would be just like the in james i think it's like james four maybe it's three i can't remember uh don't say we're gonna go to such and such a town and sell such and such a thing you know it's you know if god wills then you know then this will happen and, and i think that a lot of times during my day I look at things and I used to be in more of a mode of like, you know, this is a lot of it's up to me. A lot of it is my actions. Um, And I would just kind of forget about God, especially like in college until a test came up, of course, then, then, you know, Mm -hmm. then I'm praying, you know, like there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. There's no such thing as an atheist before like your midterms or your finals. And I just, I guess nowadays it's, it's more of, there's there's certain things in my life where i worry or a lot of people worry about certain stuff i mean i don't i guess i can't give a specific answer cuz they happen a lot and and so it's just kind of they they finish and then i move on to the next problem but there's a lot of problems where it's like there's nothing that you can do that i can do mm-hmm. right and in that moment it's like th- this is where god comes in and god comes into everything but i'm saying this is where like a man really can look at it and go God is completely in control and there's absolutely nothing that I can do about this situation. It's already been ordained from the beginning of time and therefore there's nothing for me to do here but wait to see what has been ordained and what is going to happen and then move on from it. Learn from whatever happens or do or respond to whatever happens mm-hmm. and then move on.
1: I mean with, with, with me, Like you said, the, the, you know, we should continue to such and such city and we will stay there and buy and sell and get gain. But also just, just the fact that I'm here in general, like I'm not talking about, yes, I'm talking about my, my physical life, but I'm talking about that, that, you know, we live, I live in Alabama, we live in Alabama, right? Yeah. The fact that I'm here here is a testament to God's sovereignty. I was, you know, I've lived all across the world at this point. And because of God's sovereign will, I mean, I didn't want to leave Guam. I, I I grew up there. That was my home. I didn't want to leave. I was used to that. And we we had to leave. God brought some things to happen that kind of put me and my family in a position where we said, we don't have a choice to stay here anymore where there's some things that were going on that we couldn't physically and and emotionally be in that place. So, against my will, we came to Alabama, and through that, what's happened? Well, I met my wife, who's the greatest person I've ever met.
0: You met me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But
1: I... I, I, Next thing. I've met all these people. I've had all these experiences. I had... I, I more than likely would not have joined the the army if I was on Guam and through that, through being in the army I grew up a lot. I I became more of a, a man than I was a, a boy for, you know to, to kind of fil- fulfill that cliche but through through all of that I can see God's sovereign plan for my life. And then you look at the bad things that happened. I look at the sad times in my life, and I'm like, why why was it allowed that, like, why, why would I even meet this person just for them to die? And I, after I get very close to them, and they're practically family, we're good friends, I'm so close to them, and then they die of cancer. And now I'm in this position where I, I'm heartbroken, I don't know what to do, I'm I'm devastated. And then 10 years later, I meet someone who just had the same thing happen, and they're weeping, crying, they they don't know what to do. Well, because I've had that experience now, I can empathize with them. I can get to them on a personal level, and I can tell them, Hey, look, this this is terrible what happened. This is awful. But through God's grace and through His plan, it will get better. And through that person's death, I personally witnessed, in in my life, through the person's death, I personally witnessed maybe 20 people come to Christ. And it was just an amazing experience to, over the years, years and years and years after this this person died, all these people coming and saying, Oh yeah, I, I I knew who that was. And because of the testimony they had, I'm here today. And I, I decided, look, they were so happy in Christ, I had to know what they had. So that, that is, when I think of his sovereignty in my life, I think of those things. Um, you know, there's, there's tons of examples in the Bible. The one that is most prevalent to me is Joseph. Um, you look, he had the dreams, and then his brothers despised him. And what what did his brothers say when when they were angry and they wanted to get rid of him they saw him walking and they all looked at him and said let's kill him yeah and why why wasn't joseph killed
0: cuz it wasn't ordained
1: well he doesn't know that for years and years and years he yeah. he just knows he just know the plan there my brothers threw me in a pit him, and yeah. sold me and sold me into slavery now i'm in egypt and it takes in the Bible, it goes from Genesis thirty-seven is when he gets sold into slavery, to Gen- Genesis fifty, when he it was the final chapter of Revelation. Of Genesis. Of Genesis. Wow. That's the, a good. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation. Wow. I, I, I missed it so I could not have missed it farther. The whole Bible about Joseph. Um, Crazy. The final chapter of Genesis. It says, and Joseph said to them. Do not fear, for, I am, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them, and he spoke kindly to them. All that happened. Him being sold into slavery, his brothers being restrained to say, you know what, we aren't going to kill him we're gonna we're gonna sell him into slavery. And through that evil, through him going, being sold to slavery, working in Potiphar's house, being thrown in prison after being wrongfully accused, years after being thrown into prison, being brought to Pharaoh, then being made second in charge over Egypt. So that way, during a time of famine, he could provide food for his family and his brothers who sold him into slavery years and years beforehand. And then not only that, Bring that family to Egypt to save them from that family, from that famine. All of that was brought about by God's sovereign plan. That wasn't accidental.
0: That's what every. That's what a lot of people will chalk it up to is the oh, it was all just coincidence. Same thing in our lives. You know, something happens, someone dies or passes away, and the good that comes. Well, that's just coincidence. Um, you know, uh, you lose some some game or you lose a contract like I, I guess we're more like you know adults now so you lose a contract or you lose for me like I, i'll lose a, a house or something i don't i don't get it or i don't get to buy it or it doesn't sell for as much as i wanted to and then it's i don't i needed it to sell for this because whatever and then something comes up a nice like the best way i can describe it is i i try to buy a house it doesn't i can't do it and then I go. This is so annoying. There's never going to be another one. I mean, whatever. I'm down about it. And then, because that house I didn't get it, the next one comes up, even better, better price, better whatever. And again, you can say that's just coincidence. Oh, it's just you waiting. But there, everything's just coincidence. Just a big bang. Just a whatever. I mean, someone is orchestrating all this. Mm-hmm. Like if you look, what is it? You can look at creation. Like that's your sign of like this is like something's out there something has created this and it's the same thing with all these quote coincidences like at some point it's you got to ask yourself why does all this stuff like happen and they go oh well, it happens for a reason but what reason i mean if there's no if there's no god that's trying to like that's showing the glory that he has like what is the point of any of the good things happening in our lives what is the point of of his sovereignty showing through things like if There's just, oh, it's nothing. It's just a, it's the universe, whatever. Mm. Is that like the new thing? It's like it's just the universe? I I don't know. But
1: I think on a a Christian perspective, the people that argue against God's sovereign plan for every second of our lives is countered by a lot of people. The the example I hear is uh, God is a ref on a football field.
0: Oh, is this kind of like the um, what is the, It's like a, a thought process of God created the world, like, like a time clock, and then you just let it sit there. And so do that its own would be
1: that's, Some people do believe that they think yeah. that God created the universe. He created the world, and he, he just he started it spinning it like a top, and he stepped away, or he started the football game, and now he's uh, he's the commentator up in the press right. box, and he's just calling he's calling the plays that happen but he has no control over what the players specifically right. are doing.
0: So this is like kind of like a sect of that. Where yeah. It's it's a little more hands-on but for God, but I think not I think a lot much. of people
1: would be more comfortable if you're, you know, someone who wouldn't say, "Oh, well, God is sovereign. Of course, he has his will and he can have his way, but, you know, man has free will and he can he can do all the, whatever he desires." The the argument would be he's a, he's the ref. God is the ref. So he's sitting there, he's watching, he's he's watching the game go on. And then when something is going the way, it's not supposed to, hey, flag on the play, we're gonna fix this, five yard penalty go back, and then, oh, now it's going the way that it was supposed to go. So that is where a lot of people fall, and that's where I fell for a while, too. Mm-hmm. is I have the control of my life, and you know, as a player on the team, and I can mess up. I can go against what the coach is saying, and I can go do this and I can go do that. But if I get too far out of bounds, if I'm off sides, if I, you know, I don't know, rough in the passer or whatever, I'll get a flag on the play, unless I'm the Chiefs, and then... <laughs> okay. NFL is scripted. That's it fun. is scripted. Um, but I'll get a flag on the play, and then I'll get a penalty, and, you know, that'll be my being... I'll be chastised and get thrown back, you know, five-yard penalty or whatever. Um, that's not what what is happening. <laughs> it, it is explicit in the Bible from beginning to end that, hey, God is in control. Now, man, what man can do is say in our fleshly nature, go, that is the way that God has planned for me and I am going to defy what God is saying and choose the wrong because God's intentions are only good. hit Through the perfect purpose of his will.
0: Even though it may not seem like it to us.
1: Exactly. It might not seem like, you yeah. know, being sold into slavery for years this is and good. years is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. However, in the end it would save many people a lot. Not to say that we're Joseph, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um. So, the the, the ref analogy loses me Where where I would fall if you're going to continue with the football analogy is instead of football it's I don't know. Uh, what's what foosball? Oh. I, I guess that would be the best way to put it. Where we can defy what the whoever the dude spinning the I don't know enough about foosball terminology. I understand what you're but saying. The, saying handles, the little pole right, thing, yeah. Right, you know with the little legs. You've you've spun one of those and then for some reason it just doesn't spin. What do you do? You fix it. You you go in and you say no that's not what you're supposed to do. I haven't thought about this analogy not a lot. I'm hey, probably going to get called out. I,
0: I feel I feel like it works. I'm trying I mean, to continue.
1: I haven't thought of a fo- I've thought of the football analogy for the <laughs> other arguments. I haven't thought of one for Wait, this. It's fine. When and I, go I probably with, shouldn't use analogy. I should probably just use the Bible. When, I, when I think talk, of the like me. I said when I think save of me, the Luke. sovereignty
0: <laughs> of God, it, it 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 almost it is a little comical to me for people to be like no no I get to choose. I guess in God's sovereignty, he chooses to not exercise it and allow you to have your free will. I mean, that's kind of what I guess we're getting to with it. It, Because if God has the sovereignty, he has full control over everything. Like we we talk about, he's, you know, like I said, he ordained something, right? I say that a lot in my life where someone's complained about something. I said, well, this has been ordained, so don't worry about it. Like, this is what's supposed to happen, and it's happening um you know it's it's a good thing when like you got political candidates you don't like one you like another one well this is i'm sorry but it's been ordained by god already like this has already been stamped into time Time too but (laughs) but you're but then when it comes but again like i said last week when it comes to your salvation that's when we start throwing a hissy fit no no it's me 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 as opposed to it was ordained by god so i i I don't really understand where we get off on that part. It it doesn't make much sense to me in in that respect. And why would
1: we want an inconsistent God who may or may not interfere?
0: And what is it? God is the same from the beginning of the Bible to today. He's never changed. He doesn't change. He's an unchanging God. There's something that what Spurgeon says, and i don't remember what the word is and it's such an easy word but it's okay virgin uh, said some virgin okay. said some cool word and it means unchanging god so but that's what he is and so sitting here being like well you know he he's in control of everything but when it comes to like the most important thing that you all learned about i uh, know but the most important thing which would be your salvation all of a sudden no no God gives the free will on that one like it's completely up to you mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with him and then they'd be like well we don't say it has nothing to do with him um, I mean it, either it's like him doing it or it's you doing it so you gotta choose which one you can't be in the middle wishy-washy and tell me no uh, you know it's it's kind of a little bit of 50-50 no Christ the Holy Spirit works in you you hear the gospel you react to the Holy or the Holy Spirit works in you That's how you're saved. The end. And that's Calvinism. So you're welcome. End of of the episode. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) dude, I mean, like, I just like, like I said, I I, I don't mean to sound so condescending about this, but it just, I know they're like, Arianism. um, Arminianism. Arminian is why I say Arian. Arian. Let's try that again. (laughs) Arianism. No, you said it again. That's all right. Armenian, is Oh my god!
1: I really hope you leave that in. I'm gonna to not to leave that in.
0: <laughs> Armenians have like a lot of of little like I don't know. Your your brother did a, made a very good point to me a long time ago. When the Bible has themes right built around certain topics, mm-hmm. and there's a theme that you can see in the Bible that usually means that is what the bible and what christ is trying to tell us and when you're taking just one little small snippet a little point and then going i'm building an entire belief system around christianity with this little small point that's when i'm like you know that doesn't make any sense because you're just using one tiny little point when i can have a thousand other places to defy what you're saying and like the themes around calvinism are there the themes around the sovereignty of God are absolute there, are total depravity, the the election of the saints, um, the limited atonement or the absolute atonement, right? Absolute atonement? Definite. Definite the atonement. The absolute would work, too, though. Okay, but definite atonement. Um, it, it's, um, sorry, irresistible grace, um, and then the perseverance of the saints. Everything, their themes, it's not one verse telling us this. It's themes from around the Bible all congregating together to prove that these things are the way it is. And I think that, again, when you put yourself on the level of God where it's like I'm the one that's able to save, like I choose to be saved as opposed to God brings me to him, drags me along to him, I just think that you're having the wrong mindset about Christianity in in general. Mm -hmm. I think that that's just... it's. It becomes a me, me, me thing. And I know that then there'll be all the arguments about, no, no, it's, you know, but I have to make that decision. Like, I, I just don't, I don't agree with you. I, it's, I, the,
1: the evidence is overwhelming. I forget exactly where, but Paul, I believe twice in his letters, refers to God with the Greek word despotos, 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 I think, which translates to despot despot is a tyrannical ruler he is an absolute monarch oh yeah yeah. i actually have heard this i know so how can you say that god is a despot but we have full control of whatever we want to do that that clashes against what the bible says and you you look at throughout the whole bible at what is being said. And that's why I used this, the wording last week in my probably poor definition of what I how I would define Calvinism quickly is consistent exegesis. right? You have to be consistent in your method of interpretation. You can't take certain verses to mean some things and then when the same theme is being brought up later in the Bible take it to mean something completely different so that it suits your personal viewpoint. You look beginning of Genesis, early in Genesis. You look at Abraham when God was making, or Abram. I can't remember who it was, <laughs> what his name was at that at this point. Abram. But during when when God made his covenant covenant with Abram, he told Abram, take these animals, split them in half, and uh, set them up on altars. That was in that time a custom if you were going to make a covenant or promise with someone you would take animals and you would split them in half lengthwise and lay them with a path in the middle and when you were going to make the promise with someone what you would do is like if you and I were making a promise we would cut the animals in half we would hold each other's hands and walk through the midst of the animals the middle of the animals as a signification to the people around that if either of us break our promise so make us like make us like these animals. That is, that is the the, the uh, visual representation. Hmm. So God makes a covenant with Abraham and has Abram cut those animals in half. And what does God do? He puts Abram to sleep. and he shows Abram the presence of God going by himself in the middle of these animals. Why didn't Abram walk with God? Because Abram's going to break the promise. Because Abram cannot by himself uphold the standard that God has laid out for man. But God is the one making this promise. He will be faithful. He will persevere. There is nothing that he will do to break this promise because he is eternal and he keeps what he has set about. That's why Abraham didn't walk through the midst. That's why Joseph, at the end, could say what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Not what you meant
0: for evil, I ended up doing good to you. It wasn't an I thing. It's, it's not the I, I, I.
1: It's, it's why David can sing the praises of God as he's being chased through the wilderness by a madman. It's why Job can look at his friends while he's covered in boils and sores. And to say the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's why
0: Paul can go through all those persecutions with every single trip he has with the Romans being in chains, having his being on that ship. Mm-hmm. Your dad Shipwreck. Yeah, the shipwreck and everything like that. Tied by for his a long ankles time. and feet to and two yet Roman still, soldiers at all times, and yet still writing all those letters, praising the name of God, singing everything. It didn't matter.
1: Right. So that's where that <laughs> goes to. And the, the verse that I found, one of the best verses for this, of course, is in Romans 9. Uh, and it's Romans nine nineteen through 23. You say to me then, why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? But who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to the molder, why have you made me like this? has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make his power known, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Paul, with no bones, absolutely states, there are people who are de- destined for wrath. There are people who are destined for glory. And who are you, man, to look at the one who made the vessels and say, why did you do this to me? And I forget who it was. It may have been A.W.T. Tozer, or C.S. Lewis, I can't remember who it was, but someone said that if God were to go down to hell and open up the gates and say to everyone in hell, all is forgiven, come to me, they would slam the door and no one would go. Because that is how terrible man truly is, and that is how sovereign and perfect God is. And with that, what do you have about our next point? Okay.
0: Wow. Total depravity, right? Total depravity. The T, the great T of. What's the T, sis? The T. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I mean, this one. So, pretty much every single point that follows this is based in this principle of of just being absolutely depraved humans being dead being dead to sin dead in our trespasses dead in our sin. trespasses yes born born into it as well i mean i think i had someone ask me a, a few weeks ago what well, look i mean what does the baby do that's a sin like you know when jesus was born was it wasn't didn't he do what all these babies are doing and i'm like yes but jesus wasn't he wasn't born of adam that's the difference he didn't come he came of the virgin and and that's and that's the big difference that makes it so that he is not one of us in the sense of he had a sin nature when he was born like yeah sure when my when my daughter is born she did not come out of the womb and just start sinning automatically same with my son they don't just sin they don't actually really they don't i don't think they have they not that they don't have the capacity they don't have like the mental acuity or the physical attributes to be able to do those things. But they have the sin nature from Adam passed down to all of us. And it is just the it's the way it is. Again, I <laughs> oh, golly. I I just I get frustrated with it. it it's it's a frustrating uh it's what? a frustrating thing this whole this whole topic of Calvinism because Again, and it's
1: because I it's because I'm a depraved sinner. I think it's especially with with this, this is one of the reasons why I I don't like the term Calvinism and why John Calvin himself did not like the term Calvinism. He hated that people began to call it that during his day. And of course, you know, we use it as shorthand yeah. because it's easier to say than a lot of other stuff, the doctrines of grace and things like that. But saying Calvinism and then talking about total depravity makes it just seem like oh well they're the people that think man is just awful degenerate people that can never do anything good get ready, ready mean, for Luke's list yeah. oh my goodness but then <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one But and then we have no free will and all this that's all John Calvin ever taught yeah you know that's that what people have in their minds when they hear the term Calvinism that's why I'm not a huge fan of that term of course I use it because again it's good shorthand um, people kind of, most people well, not most people, a lot of people would have a general understanding of what you mean when you say that um, but especially with this if you don't, again, it, it's like the sovereignty of God, if you don't have certain presuppositions going into it, you're not going to understand as it goes on, you're going to lose track of things, so if you don't have the concept of original sin nailed down, you're going to lose track of the total depravity part as time goes on. And back in Romans, Romans five twelve through 17, sorry, long verse, but kind of needs to be read. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Especially with that first verse, therefore just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin was indeed in the world. It, it nails down, so much reading, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't it, care about that but it, it that's, nails that's it nails it on the head specifically, sin entered the world through one man, and all men have sinned because of that. With that concept of original sin, you have the fundamental idea that all man is born in sin. We read it last week. We got um, Romans
0: three ten through eleven, as it is written, "None is righteous, no, not one. No one. Th- this is this is pivotal right here. No one understands. No one seeks for God. That's ESV, by the way." Um Ooh, no one well too, so. MacArthur would be like good on you. <laughs> um but anyway, um no one understands no one seeks for God. That's not you know again, it wouldn't if it was just none is righteous no not one we'd be like okay. That's true. I can believe that. When we get to the part of no one understands, no one gets it, Mm -hmm. and no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. But I go back to no one seeks for God. That It is, we are not righteous, and we do not want God. Mm -hmm. We just don't. I mean you have Adam, the covenant between Adam, um what is it, the covenant of works. You have Adam who if he had not sinned, he's sitting there in sorry, I'm looking at children. <laughs> um, he's sitting there in communication, in 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 um what is the word unity. I'm looking for? In, yeah, in union with God, in the garden. But if he sins that's lost forever, okay? That's lost. Oh, forever. You understand what I'm saying? But it's lost, and that's what happened. Is it was lost. You don't. It's not that. Oh no, there's still some good in us. No, we went from from a being that was able to be in the presence of God to one that cannot be in that. That does not have that same communication pathway to God. We don't have it anymore. And this thing where we want to sit and be like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're, they're still good. They're still good. I mean, we can go over a thousand verses for all sin and fall short of the glory of God. I don't think that there, that Paul or anyone in the New Testament or even Christ talks to him and goes, let me talk about how good you guys are as, as people. Let me talk about how great you guys are. Like like Paul exhorts and like and 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 speaks well of the believers in the churches to encourage them. Well, and that's, and to that's encourage the thing others.
1: Too. Believers are we are saints, yeah. we are heirs right. with Christ. We have been redeemed. We have been washed of our sin. We are new creation. We are new creatures.
0: A regenerated will, yes.
1: And so for for us as believers, don't don't interpret this as we're still, even after we're saved, we're still degenerate people. Yes, we have sin natures. We have fleshly natures that we need to subdue. We, all, we can all relate to Paul when he said, I know what is right to do, but I don't do it.
0: We oh, have yeah. that. <laughs> all the time.
1: However, that is not on our account anymore. Our account has been washed clean through Christ. We are saints. We are. We are again co-heirs with Christ. So with with that, yes, the unregenerate man is absolutely depraved, absolutely fallen, absolutely lost, born in sin. I, I just love the phrasing "wrought in iniquity." Wrought <laughs> <laughs> in iniquity. Um, it's almost like someone really smart knew what they were saying. Uh, when they wrote that. Not um, one of but us. The with with that. Yes, the fleshly nature, the man before his regeneration is in that state. But don't continue thinking that of yourself after your regeneration. Remember that you are now Christ's. So don't continue in sin, right? Paul is very clear you're, about it, that.
0: Yes, you're called to obey. You're called to obey christ you're called to obey god in his commands but
1: just like we wouldn't continue in sin don't continue in the mindset of wow i'm still this terrible unregenerate man mm-hmm. because all that does is open you up f- for sin in the future because while i'm still just this unregenerate man i might as well continue to be unregenerate no you you have been saved you've been redeemed act like it
0: yeah i was listening to um i can't even remember what the podcast was they were talking about that uh pietivism pietism pietivism I, I can't remember how they whatever I can't pronounce or read so don't worry about it oh now um, you're the one
1: that can't read I can't I not read <laughs> I, am, I am not I can't read
0: certain words um I can read 10 pages though so the, the the a lot of what you're like what you're saying with the you are you are born again you are a regenerated creature you are Christ's, and we have a lot of the pietive pietists I think is what it is that their whole thing is it's based around works, right? There's, if you're not doing enough, then you're going to feel the entire time like, well, you're not doing enough. So are you really saved? Are you really whatever? Like there's just not enough coming from you as opposed to the security that we have in Christ of I am Christ. And the sanctification process is not a Luke process. This is a christ process this is a Mm -hmm. holy spirit process exactly and it's working in me there's a security there there's no longer this it's on luke which is again that's the sovereignty right there as well going back to sovereignty of god the sovereignty that the the walk with christ the sanctification these things are not on me these things are done and propagated by the holy spirit and i'm there i i am i am secure in christ I am one of his and and then you have that that those that you know period with Christ with walking with him with being in his word and becoming more and more like him mm-hmm. but that doesn't that's not on me that's not a thing that Luke does because if Luke does that then it's never going to happen it just doesn't it, it's you can never achieve enough good works yeah. to to be better and to be to be more more saved or whatever you want to call it i mean it's it's all based on the Holy Spirit doing it it's all based on the power of Christ and what he did
1: exactly yeah and there's there i mean it's 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 strange I think we've talked for almost an hour now and we're still on I know we're so you know
0: the funny thing is I said to myself i said we we will get to tea. Yeah. I said, we will get to the and that will be it. I,
1: yeah. think, we, I, I think we should go th- through you as well. But, but You want to go through you? Yeah, I, I think, think we, we should. Yeah, that's but, fine. We got, I, mean, I got time. F- final thoughts <laughs> I <got> time. On, <laughs> yeah. on, on total depravity. People will go back and say with total depravity, oh, well, if God is sovereign then, then he is ordaining this evil, right? So wh- how would you respond, just put you on the spot, if someone says... The the God of Calvinism just puts, uh, it just he since he's in full control of everything, he's just allowing people to be evil and to be sinful, and he he's not only allowing it, he's ordaining it because if he's in fun, full control, he has to allow it, he has to ordain it.
0: I hate when people put me on the spot. On I know, these, you, these do. Very, I know very, you do. Call very do. call interesting, it interesting payback for previous these very interesting questions that it's very hard to to give a good answer at least i think is a good answer when it comes to evil like why does evil happen i think there's many verses i think there's one in ezekiel um about like you know why the good die young and things like that I think and it's billy joel that's not billy joel that <laughs> is sorry. the song good job anyway but it, it talks about you know there's things that which we as humans can't see we can't fathom and christ who's in control knows what will happen to those people and takes them away I, 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 gotta, I'll have to find that verse. I have it. I just can't, I'd have to go on, I'd literally have to go on TikTok to find which one it was. In, in a, why evil happens or why God allows evil to happen? Um, because it's, he can show his glory through it. I mean, if, if everything I guess was great and dandy, there's no trials, there's no tribulations. Where uh, go to uh, not Romans 1st uh, Corinthians or 2nd Corinthians 12. I mean When I'm weak, then I am strong. Where do we see the power of Christ where do we see that power of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit? We see it in our in the problems in the hardships and the stas- bad things that we go through. So Christ is using these things as a way in which to glorify himself to show his to show the believer to show the non-believer Hey, this is my power when you are weak, I am strong. I will get you through this. I always do. I never forsake you. And I don't think without 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 evil, I don't see how you could actually see that in and, the best in the best light. And again, you know, I did I hold on. Go, before we go on, did, did I answer okay? Pretty man. You know, I would get myself like a right. what? A C minus?
1: <laughs> Jeez, Hey, C is good degrees, a, baby. A D plus <laughs> How you did in medical school uh, uh, all right I didn't even make it I didn't even make it I didn't even make but it. um and on top of that too all all the verses that I brought up before about how we are when we're born we're in our we have a sin nature mm-hmm. we're born into sin. what is sin it's defiance of God so man's free will for lack of a better term is only evil continually right oh so dude you're just killing these people right so now. if yeah. you really want to have your free will then have your free will and be an absolute degenerate sinner that's see. as a
0: regenerated person you had your free will and you didn't you obviously and didn't no, like as, it, as, as,
1: yeah. as a as a believer you do have your free will as well what is your free will to sin. Again, what Paul says, I know what is right to do, but, but I don't mm-hmm. do it. So, man's free will is not is our sin nature. It is the defiance of God. When we are going with what God has planned, and now yeah, we'll go our own way and we'll be in defiance of God, and you know, just like we can resist the Holy Spirit for a time, but eventually he'll win because he's God then Spoiler. at the at the end of that road what is God going to do he's going to use that evil for good he knew where you were going all along he allowed it to happen but he will restrain you just like he restrained pharaoh pharaoh's army for a time and then allowed pharaoh's army to go and charge after the israelites and be entirely destroyed so does god allow evil does he permit does he permit evil things to happen yes but is God responsible for that evil? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Man is responsible. Do you think we can get through you? I think we can get through you. <laughs> I mean, we could try. I'm down with it. I mean, we had like 10 we're, minutes we're fifty that we cut out minutes in front.
0: right now, so we can do it. I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. So you unconditional election. You have a fancy new elder way of saying that.
1: Um, I'm sure there is one, but I'm not thinking it right now.
0: All right, here I got a good little synopsis of this. This is the doctrine that decla- that declares that God before the foundation of the world chose certain individuals from among the fallen members of Adam's race to be the objects of his undeserved favor, and these and these only he purposed to save. God could have chosen to save all men, for he had the power and authority to do so, or he could have chosen to save none, but he didn't either.
1: Yeah, uh sounded like a pretty good... That's
0: <laughs> 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 all I ever get from Jeremiah. Whenever I give a good I mean, definition, it's really like, for, oh, for this one, that sounds okay.
1: You could just read through Romans 8, 9, and 10 yeah. and have a very good understanding of what is being said. This is one of those ones that is unnecessarily controversial because, yes, I understand where the, the Arminian viewpoint comes from of... Well, no. We have our free will. We decide when we're saved. So therefore, God does cannot elect us to be saved because if he were to elect us, that would make him, mm-hmm. you know, a tyrant. Which I already talked about how Paul called God a yeah. despot. Um, regardless, with unconditional election, uh, Romans nine. I think I had that verse written down. No, I have Romans eight twenty-eight through thirty. But I read that one last week, so I'm going to read some different ones. Uh, Romans or not Romans, John six forty four. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. I'm just taking all my ones. Uh, did you have John six sixty five? Uh,
0: yes. Oh, I put fifty five, but it's sixty five. I read it
1: last week. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, well, okay. I guess I we read all these verses last <laughs> Sorry, week. I read well, it I'll read it again then, since you already read it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, and John six sixty five, and he said, "This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father who granted, uh, unless it is granted." Him by the Father, right? It is explicitly stated in Scripture that no one can go to Christ unless the Father who sent me draws him. Unless God draws a person to salvation, unless God elects a person to salvation, they will not know Christ. So, where is where does the mean? Aspect in that come where people look at it and say that's just mean, that's rude, that's unnecessary. How could you even believe that? You terrible person. Uh, people say it's mean because then it closes off the 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 idea of it, it closes off salvation to a select group of people. So, yeah, it, it it does. But if you are an Arminian, you have to be careful and realize that if you say, okay. We're going to say that, it's, it's a la- that salvation is open to absolutely everyone at any time, and that it's purely human will on whether or not you get saved. One, that opens it up to, at any point, if you want, you can lose your salvation. Even if it's unintended, you can lose your salvation, and you can accidentally be condemned to hell. That's where you get mm-hmm. to Catholicism with the difference between mortal and venial sins, if you want to make a Catholic uncomfortable just ask them how do you know you haven't committed a mortal sin because the the list of mortal sins per the Catholic Church is ever-changing it used to be a mortal sin to murder used to be a mortal sin to do uh, to, to, to have an abortion no longer those things are changing in fact uh, Francis and his the
0: blessing of the yeah I, he I, well no not oh that. not that yet he, I was he, always like that's once he, I hear that I'm done he's oh,
1: yeah. he's <laughs> condemned the death penalty now he well this was a while ago like years ago now but yeah. he's condemned the death penalty so if the newest pope is saying that the death penalty is immoral and wrong and anti biblical according to his view what about all those people who in the pope's name uh, killed murderers. For the state or for the Pope, executed justice. Isn't are it? The, they, but isn't it the Pope, pope on like sins?
0: some other level where, like, if he changed, if they change something, then it's like, oh, those people are absolved. But then, if there's a mortal sin they lost it, then they're they don't have salvation. But then they changed it. Then does that change that they can now? Well,
1: the venial sin. So a priest can do they do they call, do they call down to sin.
0: hell and like you can go up to heaven now. I
1: don't know. How does yeah. that work? If, if it changes <laughs> that's, then... I don't... This is but, so the that's, that's, I need that's, to understand more it about opens, that. I don't It opens it. But up I all these saying, things. Yes. If you start saying that it's of my own choice, it's of my own will and my own doing, then you start going down this rabbit trail. How do you know you're saved? How, how do you... How, how can you be confident in your own salvation? Right? And and
0: that's where it comes to that whole thing where you have those... Uh, what's that book? Now he's a, now he's a uh, very not... I wouldn't probably live, live, I probably wouldn't read his stuff anymore um, the Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart book I have it, it's up there somewhere but anyway um, it, I don't see it. It's, it's pretty much just a book where it talks about you, know, you and everyone that does the thing where it's like I'm not sure that I'm saved and why aren't we sure that we're saved because we're the ones that keep saying a, a prayer and then go along our merry way being like for a time we're saved go back to go back to church camps it's it's you for that it's again it's it's the same thing when you go and you you go and you you come home from church camp you're going to start being a missionary now and then you decide that uh, you know call of duty is a little bit more fun when you're 12 years old as opposed to going out to the mission field and it's it's that issue of i am asking christ into my heart i am doing this and there's literally no assurance which is why you have all these people that continually ask. And I'm not going to say that I wasn't one of them because I absolutely was because my whole thing when I grew up was if you just ask Christ into your heart, you know, you're saved. And so I would do that, but then I would look at him and be like I'm I don't look at my life and then you have you have that that pietism going on. Where it's like I don't see the 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 goodness in my life, the good things. I must not be saved. I'll just ask again. This time it will work. So I'm sorry. Every single time after that, you're just gonna it's gonna work this time. How many more times did I do that? Four, five, six, seven, eight times. I think it was until my cousin gave me that book. Um, Reformed Baptist pastor and uh, what's it? Alumni of Master Seminary gave me that book and was like, well, just read this and it will help you out a lot. And it did, because I was like, wow, it's almost like I need to stop looking at me as the person doing this and look at Christ and look at the Holy Spirit as the ones doing this. There's no longer Luke being the one that needs to.
1: What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. No, it sounds Romans like 9, you know, the 18. unfairness
0: that everyone argues and gets mad about, which is what comes down to the argument of against Calvinism. Um it seems like that, there you go. And I mean, again, why is it that you get to decide how God is? I'm just confused at that.
1: It, it uh, again, with, with verse 18 specifically, so then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens, hardens yep. mm-hmm. whoever he wills. Mm-hmm. That's not, Pharaoh wasn't the only who, person whose heart was hardened. God has hardened many people he is hard in the hearts but that's less important than whom he has shown mercy on whom he has called so again we and Right after that section comes the whole point of should the should the clay look at the potter and say why have you turned me into this right right
0: so we got Second Timothy one eight through nine therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me his prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our works but because of our own pur- of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Where was that? That was 2 Timothy 1.
1: You said 2
0: Samuel. I'm so sorry.
1: I don't even, <laughs> I was, I I don't even so have Samuel at, on the mind.
0: I don't, I don't know, know where, where that even came, came from. from. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> Second, thank you for being like, looking at me like, well, I was like, wow, I guess it's not landing. Yes, 2 Timothy. No, it Timi- landed. I was just like, Second, Tim- I didn't know Wow, Samuel going hard. 2 <laughs> Timothy 1, 8 through 9. Okay, that last part again, a holy calling not because of our works, but because of His own purpose and grace, which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began.
1: So the the idea of unconditional election is a it's a fatty morsel to chew. Yes, right? it's it's difficult to get through. But when you get through it and you look at the entirety of the Bible, you come to an understanding of wow. God showed mercy on me? Why?
0: Isn't that incredible?
1: Why? Mm. Stop stop thinking about it in terms of, I can't believe God would harden Pharaoh's heart. Think of it. Why would God let me? Why would he let me in? What did I do? Because praying a prayer... That that didn't do it. What it, it what did he see? It
0: didn't do it the third time. Either.
1: <laughs> what what did what did what did God see? In I
0: don't him? know what he saw in me. I, and I so yeah. Exactly. I don't think any of us can ever describe what that's, he saw.
1: That's the beauty of the unconditional election principle, is that it's it's not just that he has chosen certain people before time. It's that he chose you. Before time, and when you realize that, and you start to think about the 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 eternal God coming down in the form of a man and dying on the cross, your sins were on His shoulder. Jeremiah's, Luke's, Mm -hmm. He knew exactly who He was dying for. And that unconditional election is not only an unconditional election, it is a effectual call, and we will be affected by it. That was really good. (laughs) Do you have a list?
0: (laughs) We've gone long on this episode. I got a list. I feel like I have... I need to... Whatever. (laughs) What? (laughs) I, I just... I don't know. There's so much more to talk about, and I just feel like I through. haven't said anything. Like, I say stuff, and I'm like, I haven't said anything because there's just too much to. My head spins. Next week, I'll. I don't know. All right,
1: are we ready for Luke's List? I think we're ready for a Luke's List. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for Luke's list?
0: So we've got nine things. So we'll go really nine. Nine reasons Calvinism is illogical. I'm just gonna. I'm just going with all of the most. Okay,
1: you have forty five seconds. No, forty five seconds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Five
0: seconds per. I could do it. All right, first one. Logically, it encourages abuse. Calvinism bolsters the worst in human nature. It encourages bigotry, chauvinism, and even something else. I don't really know what that word is.
1: I could read ten pages a day. <laughs> I read ten pages.
0: I just don't understand what I'm reading. Okay, except for um, the thes and the ands. I got no. The.
1: I, I I would refute. That.
0: This is like the third episode in a row where I have not been able to read a word, and I self consciously throughout the week. And we had someone at church come to me and go, Ariopagus. Areopagus, Areopagus, <laughs> and I'm like looking at them. I'm like, what What do you want from me? I don't know what to tell you. I That's I can't beautiful. read. Okay. I hate. I hated reading. I try. I like reading now, but I'm really bad at it.
1: That's beautiful. I didn't know uh, someone did that.
0: Too. Yeah, they did. Areopagus. I'm like, all right. Uh huh. Yeah. That from, you from now on. Areopagus. Okay. So it encourages abuse. Uh, yeah.
1: No. It, it, I. I think again that falls on the individual person, and of course I'm not going to say that every Calvinist is perfect.
0: Well, the yeah, Nazis were supported by Calvinistic thinkers. No. That's what this. <laughs> it literally says that. No, There are many examples of this And that's one of them
1: Yeah like uh, I don't know maybe Dietrich Bonhoeffer Who was murdered
0: Okay I don't even know who that is Alright we're going to go to logic number one Or the illogical number one Logically it makes no sense We believe wow. that God made Great each person point. With an amazing capacity for learning and development We say things like You can be anything you want to be Or you can do Why is that? That's man's words That doesn't end the Bible Yeah
1: again that that's, a, uh, okay, that's yeah, I'm starting the wrong direction. You're starting on the ground floor and going up to this top instead of starting.
0: Calvinism at the top. strips us completely of the one liberty that of of the one liberty that means the most: the liberty to accept or reject Christ, the freedom to be self aware and honest about personal weakness and failure.
1: Wait, why does that give take away the f- freedom of that? What how about how about it? It gives a definite answer dude to this just gets
0: worse I mean like you're, you're like you're. Th- this is a good one okay let's just say here we go alright are you okay over there yeah next one sorry I messed up okay, I'm, I'm trying to fix it alright logically it is cruel hell is a threatening ideal yes it is thinking you might go there because you weren't chosen for heaven is a horrible it's horrible in many ways it smacks a partisan Of ad- partisan attitude encourages a clickish. Okay, again, this just goes down to what I Jeremiah has all these really good thoughts, and I have like the ones that are very um, milk toast. Which is, you j- this person is just very upset that it doesn't seem fair to us. Yeah, it doesn't seem just to us. It doesn't seem like it's what we would do as good quote unquote human beings. Yeah, therefore, it's bad.
1: Obviously, I know better than God, so this is the way it should be.
0: Yes, and this, and even if you can show me the verses, that because there's not, I don't, there's not one verse in here so far. Well, it, it says,
1: it says, whosoever.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's right. Whosoever that I call. Okay. Logically, <laughs> it <laughs> logically it disavows or disallows the simplest moral choice of all the decision to get saved is a moral choice according to calvinism it is a choice no one is capable of making is decision to get saved a moral choice
1: i don't even know how to respond i would
0: say no because it's not a
1: choice we don't get the choice when when you are called by the father you can resist for a certain time but at some point god will win i'm going to let you know this call. person
0: is not thinking about a certain time they're telling, yes <laughs> they're they're saying they can resist forever
1: but do you have a responsibility yes you do have moral responsibilities
0: mm-hmm. I don't even know if the but they're talking but, about moral. I, see, that's resp- the thing. I don't know a if moral choice. About. What does what moral to them mean? That's yeah. what because when the way I'm reading moral is we're talking about like a human level moralism. We're not talking about like the the moral laws of God. Well, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something that is a inhuman in human nature. Yeah. In in this person.
1: But yeah, if, I don't I don't know how to answer it based on their their own uh, philosophical presuppositions. So. Philosophical. <laughs> hey, look
0: she actually or he i don't know why i said she i'm it just sorry like it was i'm sorry to all the ladies i just see i'm not gonna say what i see that makes me think that it's a woman okay the person that hears my words and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life john five twenty four. it can't get simpler than that yeah but i i mean we just read how many verses today that literally
1: or well how about that you cannot understand if you there's have no one who given understand the understanding <sighs>
0: okay okay let's keep going okay well, i don't know which one we're on but we're going to keep moving along here logically it excuses tragic choices here is what we have the simplest moral choice is not possible all other more moral choices all more complicated would be pot- would not be possible either what that means then is that only the choices that the only choice humans can make are immoral what you talked about free will. I think that's what she's saying. Yeah. When you talk about the free will is the one that's going to that's us sinning.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. The the the, the her her arguments aren't really making sense to me, but the the best way I could put it if you <laughs> I'm go look at this is a woman. It's a dude is He's it calling a dude? her.
0: But the uh, I don't know, it's N S P E N N I S is it a dude's name? I don't know.
1: We'll just... Well... It's a girl. All right. Let's just, anyways. <laughs> anyway, good. argument there, but does man have free will? Yes. Does God have free will? Yes. Whose free will is going to win in the end? God's. Because his will is more free than man's. Yeah. So... the I can't even remember exactly what she was saying, but it... it I, I can't follow her argument because, again, I don't know where she's coming from. With hey, the rest, I, of I'll, her I'll tell you
0: where she's coming from because this next point is, I think, puts into perspective exactly what this entire article is. Logically, it's confusing. I think that's the issue here. I think we're just oh, a little. Wait, com- that's her argument. That's her. That's one of her points. Oh, logically, I, it's confusing. I, I, I think it is, and I think that. Maybe a little more exploration into just instead of just bringing up one verse that says, "All the the person that hears my word and believes on him who sent me has everlasting life." Maybe going and, and seeing other things like this, this reading written, John six. This
1: is written by someone who has a vendetta.
0: It sounds like it. They, they have some every or... challenge against Calvinism is met with by with by kids okay. i'm not reading that wrong i'm just no to, i think
1: i think it's in, correct grammar
0: with by an unending twisting tangled maze of arguments keeping track of each argument how they're interconnected how they interconnect is like playing 15 games of chess simultaneously very few people can do it
1: well you have your whole life to figure it out
0: logically it contradicts <laughs> what the bible says
1: logically it does not. <laughs> A few of the verses
0: Calvinists have written volumes to explain, or maybe I should say correct, follow. God will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's 1 Timothy 2, 4.
1: And here here we get to the point that I we haven't had time to bring up, which is the difference between God's prescriptive will and decretive will. Mm. So... Or that's not the right way to put it. There's a, there's a better way to put it. But his, his desire, God's desire, he did not desire that the wicked should perish. He, he mourned for the destruction of the Amorites. And, but he wills what will happen. His desire was for Joseph to go to Egypt. Or his, his sorry, his will was for Joseph to go to Egypt. He didn't desire for him... To be sold into slavery, his brothers did that out of the evil of their heart. So, the the, what was her argument again? I kind of lost it. Uh, It
0: was that it contradicts the Bible. It it contradicts. So, so us saying. Oh, his
1: the the. It's saying God
0: will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth.
1: I'd like to see the rest of that chapter. One, I can't remember everything going on in that chapter. But two, again, it goes to the difference. Between his desires and his will, right? There, that's a whole other topic that we may have time to get into next week. But
0: yes, the Lord is not willing to willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, which is true. Yeah, again, like you said, desire versus his will. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're right. When we are called to do so, okay. Yes. Very good. Logically, it encourages Christians to lie. What the heck? Huh? We are commanded to preach the gospel to everyone. To everyone, Jesus plainly said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. But that means Jesus is commanding us to lie. If only some are elected. Okay, this is one of those, the, the elect thing. that I, 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 I talked about last week. It was the point that you made a long time ago to me. Where it was like... It's not saying as Calvinists, we don't go and preach the gospel because, you know, God's going to save whoever. The Holy Spirit has to work in them. Yes, we are the vessel. Yes, we can be used as that vessel. Calvinism is literally hearing the gospel, the Holy Spirit working, and calling you to God. That's it. That's what it is. Hearing the gospel, you believe the gospel because you're being called by the Holy Spirit. The end. So, this thing where it's lying? No. No. You hear the gospel. We need to hear it. We have to spread the gospel. You will know when we spread it to you, and the Holy Spirit chooses to draw you towards Him. That's it. So if He doesn't, He doesn't. But I'm not lying by telling someone that they need to be saved and that they can't be saved.
1: Yeah. That, am I? Am no, I lying no, by no that? One, no <laughs> one can. Again, no one can come to the Father unless and no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws Him. So me talking to someone, witnessing to someone, and saying, hey, come, be saved, repent and believe the gospel, and then them saying, yeah, I repent and I believe the gospel. They, can't, they don't have the capacity to repent and believe the gospel unless they were called by the Father. Right. So it's not lying. No. It's a command. I'm not saying,
0: <laughs> I guess it would be to me it would be lying, saying you can do this yeah. if you say this prayer. Okay, anyway, all these observations make Calvinism unfair. And like I said, folks, that's the basis of a lot of this is it's just unfair to us in our perspective Mm -hmm. as humans. That's just what it is.
1: It's like like I've said, I said it five minutes ago, I said in the last episode, it's starting at the bottom and looking up and saying, this is how it's supposed to be instead of going from what has been... Described at the top, and what has been outlined perfectly at the top, and looking down at everything below and saying, "This is how it is," right? There. I need to stop talking, otherwise it's going to be another two-hour episode. <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> uh, where can people find us, Luke? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, with that
0: that concludes Calvinism number two. And next week we still have uh, which ones? Uh, do we have B? So we we,
1: did, we got through you.
0: We got through you. Yes. yes. So we did we
1: have limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints. And B and B, which I should probably go ahead and spoil, otherwise I'll forget what I'm talking about. Go ahead, what is it? But Bible. Bible? Yes, that's that's what I was I I don't like I said, I didn't have anything nifty, but how do we how do we know all of this? Oh. Through the inerrancy of scripture. I guess I could have done I mean eye. I literally I Tulip. thought I,
0: I, I thought there was the way you said that just made I I was like what are you even talking about even though,
1: Bible like, <laughs> Darren where can people find us you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at first off you're wrong you can also email us at contact at first off you're wrong make sure you spell you're right you can also find us on X at f underscore o underscore y underscore w
0: next week it's Calvinism again baby we'll get to the the stuff that we did not cover today and uh if you guys want to listen to us you can listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify but you already knew that, that. and with that the most important thing that you all learned today is the first time you're wrong
1: but why